It's the Sleepers Podcast. It's G. We got Cart. We're in great moods. You can see us smiling. You know why we're smiling? Because the Michigan Wolverines are doing the damn thing, Cart. Ain't that right? What did he say? Tell them. Tell the people. Yeah, Michigan's the third best team in the country. Amen. I'll take that. That's a win. And we can talk about whether they might be a little higher than that. We'll get into that. But not with, the, not with this guy right here. With that guy right there. We're in a great mood. It's Sunday. Uh, Derek Nix. I'm just going to say this. We've been promoting an episode with Derek Nix. And Derek Nix just ghosted us. What are we supposed to do with that, Carter? You know what? I know something must have came up. Something must have happened. And we're going to reschedule it. And the RIP to the podcast episode will go on. <laughs> R.I.P. to the R.I.P. to the podcast episode is where yeah, I'm real. right now. But with with bad news comes good news. We we come in clutch with a last minute replacement for Mr. Derek Nix. Uh, some are saying he's the clutchest player in Big Ten history, Mr. Spike Albrecht. And it was a great interview. It was a really fun chat with Spike. That's on the second half of this episode. We break down everything that happened with Michigan, Ohio State. I, of course, ask for details on the the Kansas comeback and what it was like watching Trey Burke go inferno mode. Um, Spike's a great guy, super fun to talk to. So listen up for that episode that's coming out right now because it's the episode you're listening to. But first, a contest with 199. Carter, let's let's tell the people who 199 are first, and then we'll tell them about the contest. First of all, this is the not one, not one, the company to get your throwback college apparel. Now, I actually have a pair of my these are my favorite shorts right now. And this is not just ad. This is I had these before we even talked to 199, but the throwback Michigan State shorts, just absolutely beautiful. Are those the Charlie Bell twos? <sighs> Hey, not not between Cleves, but definitely Charlie Bell. But let's not let's not get into that. That's for another but day. Like I like I'm saying, 199 is one of the you know dopest websites I've ever been on. Uh, it's got great throwback college gear. Not even just Michigan State stuff. They got beautiful Maryland shorts that I got my eye on next. I know G's got a collection building up. I, how many how many you how many pairs you got, G? I got I have Syracuse. I have two Michigan State throwbacks, the 1979s and the 1999s. And then I have the St. John's, which is like they got the skyline on the side. They're That's red, under, yellow, underrated. black. They're underrated. underrated. So Look, I, I don't know how much we've said this or not, Carter, but like this is sort of an ad read, but in all honesty, it's not an ad read. Carter and I just have been customers of 199s for a very long time. I reached out to them to ask if they would help us run some contests before March Madness. They agreed to participate in that. So we're, we're doing a little collab with them, but this ain't even an ad read, folks. This is just us telling you 199 has dope shit. You should check it out. And if you want a chance to get some free stuff from 199, you now have a chance to do so because this week, this very week that you're listening to this episode, we are going to have our first round of our contest, which is going to work like this. Every Saturday, we're going to pick a slate of games. Everybody knows every Saturday during the rest of the season, there's going to be great games. There's like 10 good games a day on Saturdays. We're going to give you a list of games. You're going to pick who wins those games. And if you either win, you get the most correct picks or you tie for the most correct picks, you will be eligible to win 
a $50.99 gift card, technically an e-card. So you can do your online shopping from home. They'll ship it directly to you. And we're going to do this every single week from now through the end of the NCAA tournament. And it's, and it's, it's free, not give me your credit card info and cancel after the seven day free trial before it, you know, automates. This is a, this is free to enter. We're going to have a Google form set up a Google doc, uh, set up that you can submit your answers to Google form or Google doc. I believe it's form, <laughs> right? It's a Google, right, Google form. All right. You know what, G don't never, ever cut the cart off when he's cooking, even if he's not cooking correctly. Okay. You're right. You know, let that. you rock. I got to let the humble rock. Let me, let, let me rock. So we'll have a Google form coming out later this week. You can submit all your answers to, like G said, we're just going to do a straight up spreads. Don't usually come out, you know, till the day of or day before. So we're going to do straight up, pick the winners of it. You know, if you win it outright, the gift card is yours. If you win it with somebody else, we're going to do a little automated thing to pick the winner, but it's free to enter and it's going to be dope. I mean, get, Hey, come on, look at the shorts. Come on. And if you're, if you're not watching this on YouTube, if you're just listening to this version, trust me. Yeah, and if you're just nice listening, stories. make sure you head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe because, I mean, I, don't, I can't speak for G, but I'm cute. So, like, come actually look at my face. And I'm not cute, but I got a cut today. So, like, okay, okay. I'm lined up a little bit on side. All right, talk all right. to me. All right. So, like I said, every week from now through the end of the tournament, this is going to be happening. The folks at 19.9 are also cool as shit. Not only do they make dope shit, they are cool as well. That's a big part of this. Mm-hmm. So they have their own podcast. They do a bunch of basketball related content on top of producing this awesome apparel. Um, there's a rumor cart that the sleepers may or may not be making a little trip down to Indy final four territory. Hey, all I know is if you see the sleepers at the tournament, don't be surprised. <laughs> Our teams might not be there. Well, one of us might not be there, but at least we'll be there as representatives. Sigh. Pain. So all that said, we're excited for March. We're trying to do some cool stuff for the community as we build this up. Come along with us every single week. 19-9 contest starting this very next week, the week of February 22nd. Uh, I think it's what? It's two weeks of games, and then the third week is conference tournament. And then the last three weeks of this six-week promo will end up being the NCAA tournament itself. So stay tuned. You can get all the details from us on Twitter, on Instagram, on – are you going to put anything on the TikTok you created for the sleepers or no? So I got, like, a bunch of just, like, TikTok drafts just, like, loaded up. But, like, they're just of me doing TikTok dances and sleepers gear. <laughs> is that is that really what we want for the brand? I mean – I mean, I, I support it. But I like, mean, I'm definitely light on my feet. Big fella's got moves. Big fella's got a little, he's got a little juice. He's well, little if, you, if you want to be part of the Sleepers creative think tank team, let us know if you have ideas for our TikToks. But I'll do any that, TikTok that Adrian Nunez hasn't done. Other than that, you can get all the details for this from us anywhere online. Uh, and please join in. The only rules are you're going to have to subscribe to our YouTube, subscribe to 199's YouTube, and then give us your picks. And which is free, that, which, you should, which you should be doing anyway, folks. I mean... This is, hey, you know what? Give me a give me a twenty second timer because I'm gonna talk. Go ahead. I'm gonna talk my shit a little bit. All right. This is where the sleepers round into form. I was born in March. I'm a March Madness baby. 
This is what we do. This is March Madness is the best time of the year. When I think about the worst times in my life, I think back immediately until March Madness being canceled last year. It's happening this year. We have it. It's the greatest sporting event of all time. The sleepers are going to be covering the greatest sporting event of all time. And the content will be lit. You don't want to miss it. Subscribe. It's time. If, if you were waiting on a time to really jump in, this is the time. Do not miss out. It's time. Maybe that's why Tom Izzo went to a four-guard lineup yesterday, because he knows it's time. And on that note, Carter, we have some things to address. We have our championship list that we've been keeping all year. That is a running theme of these episodes. We've been crossing teams off and we promised, we swore that no team would win an NCAA title that wasn't on this list. And here we are, Cart. I am ready to just scrap the list. I'm, I, you know what? And it's, I'm just looking at the list like, damn, this list is it's, it's shit. There's teams that need to be but, off. And but why is it shit, Cart? Be honest. Why is it shit? There's one reason it's shit. I'm not going to say if you want, if you're waiting for me to say it. I'm going to make you say it. Here's the list. Gonzaga, Baylor, Texas, Tennessee, Illinois, Kansas, Villanova, Houston, Texas Tech. There's one reason this list needs to go in the trash. Because Michigan is not on it. Because Michigan's not on it. We can't have a serious title contender list and take ourselves seriously and say this is the only list of titles. When we made the list, we agreed no adding or subtracting teams. And at this time, Michigan was not what they are now. What time was it? They were undefeated when we made the list. I just bought into your bullshit that Michigan wasn't that good. When we made the list, we thought MSU was a top 25 team. All right, keep talking. I'm just going to say we keep the list. No, we have to scrap the list because Michigan is on the level of Gonzaga and Baylor. They are. I, if you want to say Gonzaga's more talented, I'll give you a round of applause. I agree. If you want to say Baylor's more battle-tested, fine. Round of applause. I agree. But you cannot tell me that Michigan is not playing at the level of a team that's playing San Diego and down by 11 in the first half to Pacific or Michigan's not at the same level of a team that plays one game every three weeks due to COVID. You just can't tell me that anymore, Cart. They are a top three team in the country, but they might not be third. They're third. They might not be third. They're third, and there's nothing wrong with them being third. They Hold might your goddamn not be horses. third. They, I said this months ago, Gonzaga and Baylor don't want to see Michigan. They don't. That's the one bad matchup for them of any team in the country. It's Michigan. You, you guys can't see this right now, but I'm texting Greg's wife and letting her know that her husband is on a on an absolute bean right now with the greatness that Michigan is, and she should be on her toes. <laughs> Listen, Jawan this, Howard. This boy, you're at, you're, I mean, you got the right to act up. But I'm you're acting, acting up. up. I'm acting up. Look, Jawan Howard's one and zero against Mark Few. What was it for? A, we we were playing for a trophy that game. Think so. What happened? Twenty point win. Think so. Now he's got his own dudes. He's got a freshman class in there, a little seven-foot-two, four-star freshman. Why wasn't every single country, or school in the country on Hunter Dickinson? Why? Because he's 22. He's 7'2 with incredible hands and an 80% free throw shooter. Yeah, I mean, I, I could I mean people he was like borderline. I mean, everyone was on him, I'm pretty sure. Maddie Sissoko was a higher ranked recruit. Maddie Sissoko might end up being better 
than Hunter Dickinson. I, you don't mean that. I know you don't mean that. Bro, they rank people. When they rank people, potential comes into play. How many years will it take Matty Sissoko to have a game like Hunter Dickinson just had? I don't know. He's three years younger than him. Oh, come on. He's the same age as A.J. Hogard. I ain't talking about A.J. Hogard. <laughs> just, okay. You're, you're level-headed enough to agree that we can praise this Michigan team. Why aren't they as good as Gonzaga or Baylor? Why? Yeah, why? I mean, they're as good as Gonzaga and you Baylor. Said you said they're clearly third. Why? Yeah, by me saying they're third doesn't mean that they're – I mean, that, that means they're on the level with those teams. But if I'm ranking the teams, I'm taking Gonzaga, the team that hasn't lost, and Baylor, the team that hasn't lost. Okay. Your team lost. My Zags can't relate. I mean, if Michigan was actually on a COVID pause for four months like Baylor is, they might not have lost. They lost with Eli Brooks out at the barn, and we know Minnesota at the barn is an elite team. That's a weak-ass loss by y'all. <laughs> Just because Illinois smacked them? Yep, you damn skippy. <sighs> I said they're the third-best team, and, like, you want, I want more. more. I, I do want more. Because okay, well, let, let me just stop you right here. You're not getting it. This, Why? That's it. They're the third-best team. Because I've said so. How about that, G? You can't. I need a justifiable reason. What are you gonna? Know. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Not send me the next Zoom link or something? Like, what? <laughs> what you're not gonna physically do anything to me if I don't say it. So I'm not saying it. Oh, fine. But what's it gonna take? Like, they're just gonna have to play in the tournament for you to believe Michigan could beat those teams. The thing is, I think they could beat Baylor and Gonzaga. So why are they clearly worse? They've lost. That's your only reason. And I think that Gonzaga is deeper than Michigan is, to be honest. I think Gonzaga is really, really stacked. That's fair. I mean, Andrew Nemhard is a six-man. Shondi Brown is a six-man. I mean, it's not just that. They got, like, Anton Watson coming off the bench, too, I think. Or, actually, he might start. I don't know. They switch oh, it he up. starts at the four. Okay. Well, they got they got a Yai Suggs. Like, I think they got more NBA players than that Michigan team does. They got more high-level talent, for sure. Mark Few's a better coach than John Howard. Stop it. Just stop it. You don't mean that. Look, I just want you to keep digging your grave, man. I'm sorry. I just – I get these opportunities to dance on them, but you should be happy too. I said too. they were huge, good. Huge win for the Spartans, Carl. Yes. Huge win. Huge win this week. We're not talking about them. Boys. NIT hopes are still alive. I really hope the salt person forgets to put it on your driveway tomorrow. And you are they not the though? You're not hype about making a postseason tournament. You could play Kentucky for the NIT title this year and raise a banner. No, because I don't want to watch Olivier Saar versus Thomas Kithier. That doesn't sound enjoyable. I think Kithier gets too much shit, man. He played hard. He played well in that Indiana game. He did. He legitimately contributed to a road win in Big Ten play. I don't speak anything positive about any Clarkson people ever. So what are we doing with our list? We add Michigan. Add I feel Michigan. like if we're doing that, we just need a new list or we need to scrap the entire list segment. <laughs> can we can we get some time to reflect on a new list? I mean, I guess. What do you what do you need? Okay, let's 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 exit off some people right now. Get Tennessee off. Tennessee's gone. Tennessee's gone. Tennessee's gone. 
I'm sorry for trying to convince you that we should believe in Tennessee, by the way. I did. I did, but no, it's done. Illinois stays on the list. I weirdly, like 1% of me wants to leave Kansas on. Yeah, fine. I'll leave. Kansas. Actually, no. Uh, I don't we know. have we have to take off Houston and we have to take off Texas Tech. I'd rather take off Kansas than Houston. Then we're taking both off. Houston is not on my list anymore. All right, Houston's on my list, though. <laughs> we shouldn't even do a list segment if we're not going to agree on the list. Okay, fine. Houston's off. They can get back on, though, right? Are we doing that now? <laughs> well, yeah, because we're bringing Michigan on. Okay, so we can – all right, yeah, take them off for now. Answer Why don't we – let's just remove everybody but Michigan, Baylor, and Gonzaga and feel great about it. And also, I think you should leave Texas because they're experienced and sneaky. I think West Virginia should be added to the list. Okay. I don't hate that. I do. So let's just overhaul the list and say it's five teams. It's okay. West Virginia, Texas, and the big three. Illinois has got to be on that list. And Illinois. That's fair. I'm fine with that. Oh, you, you want to take off Nova too? We have to take off Nova. I don't believe in a Colin Gillespie-led backcourt in March. So this basically, delete, right. basically, all we just did is delete every team with white point guards. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I stand by that, I think. Me too. Happy Black History Month. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I mean, I like that list. It's a good list. I feel much better now that them Wolverines are on here. Dude, I really love West Virginia, by the way. Talk to me about your West Virginia love. Because so, I don't think we've ever talked about West Virginia. No, we haven't. And it, it just always seemed like those West Virginia teams, they always play the same way. Um, but every game I've watched this year, even the tough ones that they lost at Oklahoma, it seems like they're never out of games because they have guys like McBride who can take over games. They got a dominant post presence in Culver. Uh, I really like Sherman on the wings, Jalen Bridges, uh, Emmett Matthews, I believe his name is. Like, this team has really good talent. And Sam McNeil, I think his name is – no, Sean McNeil has a fucking ratchet, like a real-life ratchet. And I like Bob Huggins. Like, this is an older team. You like Bob Huggins? I I got to stop you at I like Bob Huggins. Why? I would love to have a whiskey with Bob Huggins. I would too, but, like, I you can't say you like Bob Huggins as, like, a – potential title coach how many years has bob huggins coached and ever done anything he made one so final just, four so you're telling me he's due no i he's gonna do it for kevin Pitchnoggle. actually no beeline coach that team yeah, beeline <laughs> like huggins had that one year with deshaun butler yeah but i i don't know like what's i don't know i like it's something that just like is in me that like this west virginia team is just like speaking to me like i can see like deuce mcbride just having a tournament run for the ages and just taking over games mcneil is definitely like the heat check player of the year right now yeah when that dude is strapping like he's different he is yeah i think like so i've been starting to think bracket focused with my michigan wolverines in mind if they're gonna get a one seed and they're not going to be in Baylor or Gonzaga's region. And they're also not going to have any Big Ten teams in their region because they can't have any other top four seeds from the same conference. One, that's a pretty nice draw already. But two, the only team I think I'm really scared of seeing as like a two or a four seed would be West Virginia or Texas. You're not scared of Houston? No, not at all. 
right. I'm scared of Texas because of their backcourt and how much experience they have, even though they've been shaky lately. Also, I think they've lost like five total games by less than four points. Like well, and also their backcourt might not like each other. Is that a real thing? I, they got into a fight in the last game. You didn't see that? Oh, I totally didn't see that. They were up like 15 against West Virginia, and Rainey and Andrew Jones got into it in the huddle, and then West Virginia came back after that. Wow. So you heard that here first. So, so we need a new list again. <laughs> no, no, no. I, as long as Shaka Smart still has hair, I still believe in it. Okay. So who, who who's winning the Big 12? Is it West Virginia? I would have to look at the current standings and, like, the rest of the schedule. Because that's the thing about the Big 12 is, like, they've been, like, beating up on each other, the top teams. And then, like, some of these top teams have, like, cupcakes down the stretch, like Kansas State. But uh, I don't know. Can you tell me right now who's at the top? Oh, it's Baylor. That was really stupid of us. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, God. <laughs> That's We're not going to edit that either. We're not going to edit that either. No. We're just going to let ourselves look stupid. I'm you know sorry. what? Let's just go. Let's just skip ahead. It's been a long day of trying to get Derek Nix to respond and then trying to get Spike to step up and jump on. And luckily he did. We did it, though. Should we just jump ahead? Let's let's give the people what they're here for. Uh, you want to inform me what the people are here for? Spike Albrecht. <laughs> oh, OK. I thought I mean, I thought people came for me. No, the people did not come. Well, they might have come to like witness your tears or honestly some state fans might come to like hear you give some hard-hitting analysis of how the season's going to turn around after that huge indiana win there ain't hey enjoy the win do what you must but ain't shit turning around this season is shot let it go move on go do something go pick up a new hobby go pick up a book go listen to our podcast but don't get your hopes up listen if you're looking for winning fun college basketball there's a team right down the road in the state of michigan folks i'll die first just just I literally board. it's not that hard just come like Jawan is fun they got seniors they got all right you know what they got let's, talent let's move on before the hot takes start flying fine all right interview with spike albrecht everything you need to know about what happened in michigan ohio state today uh, stories from Spike's time at Michigan, Spike's perception of the other teams around the country. Is Michigan actually as good as Gonzaga and Baylor? You know what I think. You know what Carter thinks. Now it's time to find out what Spike thinks. So enjoy. Uh, we will be back next weekend, hopefully with Derek Nix, but probably not with Derek Nix. Let's just be real. Like we're never getting a Michigan State player on the pod, are we? We are. Just wait on it. The cartel is working. All right. I got us, Spartan Nation. This is my message to y'all. No cleaves. I got you. I got us. All right. This is the Spike interview. Enjoy. We'll be back this weekend. Keep an eye out for the contest with 19.9. We appreciate you. Sleepers out. Today's episode of the Sleepers podcast is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Carter, have you ever heard of the Locker Room app? I don't know. Maybe I have. But in all seriousness, folks, we've been telling you about this app. And now, there's, I mean, the heat is picking up on the locker room app. Yesterday, they had Andre Iguodala. Who? Andre Iguodala. Who? Andre Iguodala was on the NBA Finals MVP, Andre Iguodala? 
Yes, we had Bam on the app, Duncan Robinson. Who? Yeah, he's picking up. There was a room today after the Michigan game and with 230 people in it, all talking college hoops. Like, this is the app to have. It's free to download. You mean to tell me 250 people wanted to hear about how Michigan beat Ohio State's ass? Possibly, but that's beside the point. This is the app to be at if you want to talk with sports, with you know fans that are like you, uh, sports personalities, athletes. Everyone's using this app. Even there's you know there's some people doing culture rooms on there. I was in a Drake room the other day. The Bachelor room is one of my favorites. Uh, Matt James, we gotta have a talk. We're on some new shit. Uh, but this is a great app to have. It's free to download. Head over to the Apple uh, App Store room, I believe it's called. And download the locker room app. And also, what I would I'd be remiss if I didn't say the locker room is hosting the sleepers every Tuesday at five o'clock. What? We are talking college hoops. So even if you want to listen to Andre Iguodala, come listen to Greg Waddell on the locker room app. Uh, you know, at a certain point, you guys are gonna get left behind, and you're gonna be like, damn, I should listen to Carter's a long time ago and got this app. So go download it fire don't be that guy who doesn't have the app the sleepers on locker room is tentatively scheduled for every tuesday at 5 p.m eastern but as you know coach g is in season that boys the program five and one right now hot start to the season so we may be moving that around based on practice time stay tuned i'm sure you'll see it if you follow us but regardless if you'd much rather listen to like nba finals mvps and the best shooter in the nba that's cool too you can do that on the locker room app carter and i frequently pop in and it's always a fun time so download it you can get it in the app store room as carter just mentioned (laughs) and back to the show All right, welcome back to the Sleepers Podcast. We've got a guest who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway, Mr. Spike Albrecht. And just so you all know, you've probably followed us on on social this week, and we've been promoting a Derek Nix episode tonight. Spike is very much not Derek Nix, but Spike, (laughs) if there's one thing I know about Spike, he's been coming through in the clutch for Michigan fans for years. That's what he did for the Sleepers Podcast tonight. So we're happy to have him here. Spike, how's it going, man? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Sure. No doubt. Hey, good, good timing right now. Big dub today. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. So let's get right into it. The biggest game of the year, really <clears throat> the entire college basketball season, all teams included. Number three, Michigan at number four, Ohio State today. Uh, Michigan comes out and really both teams shot the lights out in the first half. Thought Michigan made some decent adjustments. Ohio State made some different adjustments to how they defended the post in that game, but really throughout the rest of the game, I mean, teams still stayed shooting pretty hot. It was really high level basketball on both ends. Um, I, you know, in the end, Michigan pulls away, but for starters, what's your takeaway after this game spike? I mean, does this show like a new level of ceiling for this year's Michigan team that maybe we didn't know was there until today? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think everyone knew they were really good. Um, And you know what? In, in credit Ohio State, I think Ohio State's really good. Like, I think that both of those teams are are legit, you know, final four contenders, you know, chance to win the national championship. I think both teams are that good. Um, 
but for Michigan to go on the road, and I know road games aren't the same this year, you know, without the fans and stuff, but dude, it's still hard to go into a different arena and, and win a game on the road. Um, you know, so for them to be able to do that and my biggest takeaway from that, cause like watching the whole game and, and reading up on it and just looking at everybody's predictions and this and that was like defense, defense, defense. Right. And like, I know Michigan can defend. Um, that's kind of been their bread and butter and everything I'm reading is like, it's going to be a low scoring game. Like Ohio state doesn't score at home. Michigan's better at defense on the road. And then boom, both come out and hang 90. And it's like, if you would have told me the games were going to be in the nineties, I didn't, I wouldn't know if Michigan could keep up honestly. So I think the fact that they were able to score that many points um, shows that they can, you know, put the ball in the bucket. And that's huge come tourney time. Cause you got to be able to score the basketball. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, I, I certainly didn't know that they were going to be able to win a game in the nineties today. Yeah. I mean, they're in the top 10 offensively and defensively. So I think today shows they can really win a lot of different style of games. Um, I'm curious though. So Hunter Dickinson has had his struggles the last couple games. He's, he's been adjusting to how teams are defending him. He's become the focal point of the scouting reports and rightfully so. Um, and today he saw a bunch of different coverages in the first half. They were kind of hard doubling, making him give it up. And I think first possession of the game, he had one of the best skip pass assists that he's had all year. Eli knocked the three down. But then second half, I think with the way Michigan shot from three in the first half, Holtman went to the adjustment to kind of leave him isolations on the block. Um, And I think it's kind of pick your poison because, man, Hunter is just so good with his back to the basket. I think that's something that we're not necessarily used to seeing as Michigan fans, right? I mean, you certainly played with a bunch of good centers while you were there, but it's kind of a bruising low post guy that you can just throw the ball to is, is something I've never seen from Michigan. Yeah, it's first of all, he's a beast. That dude is like he is a dude, man. He is a big dude. I mean, I'm like, holy smokes. So like he he totally he totally dominated, especially in that second half. Um, he looked like a man amongst boys. And like to your point, dude, they were just going four round and one. And like it's just crazy to me because like in today's basketball, like nobody does that, you know, like nobody just like just feeds the post and lets a big dude go to work like that. You know, most teams, you know, there's a couple other schools who have, who have dudes like that, but um, his passing ability, like, like you mentioned is what opened up everything for him in the second half, you know, cause if he's hitting skip passes to all those dudes and the other shooters, like Michigan just has so many weapons, you know, they got every, every guy on the court, you know, is a threat to score. Um, so to your point, it is kind of like pick your poison, but, uh, like he completely, in my opinion, he completely controlled that game in the second half. Um, I'm not sure what he finished with, but I know he was right around like 20 and 10. Um, he's just, he's incredible. And I know he's a little bit older for a freshman, but what he's doing is stupid. Yeah. And it, and I think credit to Hunt Dickinson as well, because I think with a lot of young big men, they can be, you know, dominant with their back to the basket. But we, I mean, there's a lot of big men out there that you send a double at them and they absolutely shit, they shit their pants. They can't make a skip pass. They can't do anything. And that's what just makes it, it just opens it up so much for Michigan is that he's able to hit those skip passes that Greg alluded to earlier. I mean, those are some really good passes. And then he's kicking to everyone on the team is shooting over 40% from three. So it's like, if they're hitting shots like that, it's, I mean, it's really tough to beat them. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree, man. They're fun to watch. Also, Greg, I can't believe you convinced me not to take the over today when I won. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did. <laughs> I, I thought it could have gone the other way, though, because I thought Michigan wanted 
well, I know they like to play fast, but I thought if Michigan was going to win this game, it's more likely than not that they were going to be able to limit Ohio State in areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I told you Ohio State, like in order for them to win this game, they just had to shoot the lights out and they did shoot the lights out. So for Michigan to still win the game under those circumstances is, is crazy to me. Um, and Dickinson, I did look up his numbers, 22 and nine tonight, two assists, two blocks, just a monster from start to finish. Um, the other guy who jumped out at me tonight is Mike Smith. And we've had some conversations on the locker room app recently with some, like, I'll, I'll just name names. Jeff Goodman has been in there. And we had a conversation a couple weeks ago where he was saying, you know, I love this Michigan team, but I just don't buy that a Mike Smith led team. Hey, hold on, March. hold on. Right. Let's not let's not pick the parts of the quotes that we want to pick here. We were looking to look at what are the weaknesses if we had to pick one okay. of the team. And because you guys are such a great team, we had to nitpick a little bit way further than we would have liked to. But we still gave Mike Smith his credit. I'm just saying. Well, I give Mr. Goodman his credit because he jumped in the post game locker room room today and basically ate his crow and said that Mike Smith has impressed him beyond what he thought he was capable of. But that said, I mean, I Spike, I don't know if this is a crazy comparison to make, but watching Mike Smith today reminded me of the year that DeWalt went down a little bit and you were kind of running the show offensively. Um, it's like Mike, Mike Smith is clearly a guy that can go get his own, but this year he's been asked to go out and facilitate for all these other dudes, couple future NBA guys, a freshman center who's just a monster And I think like people underestimate what Mike Smith is capable of. Like last year at Columbia, I mean, he was a 22 point a game scorer. He's always been, you know, a guy that can fill it up. Maybe not the most efficient, but to see him shoot the percents he's shooting this year and picking and choosing his spots within the flow of the rest of that team is something crazy to me. So what's your impression of Mike Smith and and how he impacts this team? Yeah, I I love Mike Smith. Um, I I think he's really, really good. And, And I'll agree with you guys. Like, when when they first signed him you know way back when that was like kind of my initial reaction too because I was out on the east coast last year so I seen um I seen Columbia play a lot and and I just wasn't sure like how he was going to fit you know into Michigan's scheme and what they're doing and playing the Big Ten um because he was he was very ball dominant and like you know took some took some tough shots but like then you start thinking you're like well he was on a really bad team like someone's got you know like someone's got to take the shots and like no wonder his percentages are down he's taking tough shots but like I almost think earlier in the year he was almost a little too passive you know like because people expect him to come in like yo Columbia Mike averaging 20 a game and he didn't need to do that but now I feel like he's starting to click like hey I can still go out and kind of get mine a little bit you know so I think he's starting to find that balance um picking the right times like hey should I go score am I driving facilitate here um and I've been super impressed with him, you know, the last four or five games. And, you know, I think going into the NCAA tourney, tourney excuse me, like I think guard play is huge. So in my opinion, I think he's their most, most important player. Um, I think he's got to play well for them to win. And that's a credit to him too, because I think it would be really easy for him or really easy even for people watching the game if he was getting down to kind of he'll, – he'll be the scapegoat in the situation. You have all these players. You got these high-level NBA wings. You got the high-level recruits coming in. If you want to find a scapegoat, Mike Smith could be that guy. He's been able to handle that pressure. And the fact that he's kind of just a new a new Michigan point guard. I mean, after watching Xavier Simpson, who was just, you know, elite – passer elite on the defensive end he just wasn't really the offensive threat that Mike Smith is it just adds a whole new dynamic to the offense 
And then, of course, we got to say, G, that boy Juwan did a great job today coaching. Ooh. I got to, you know, that was <laughs> him and Holtman were going at it blow for blow in that game. That was a high level game from players on the floor to the coaches making adjustments. It was just a, it was a beautiful game. I just want to say Chris Holtman terrifies me. Was were you did you overlap with Chris Holtman at all while you were at Michigan or in the Big Ten? I did not. Um, but Holtman actually he recruited me pretty hard uh, my fifth year actually when he was at Butler, mm-hmm. um, and I, I he ended up taking the the kid from Memphis. So he was a fifth year he transferred from Memphis. Probably a good decision. That kid was <laughs> a lot better than me. Um, but I really like talking to Holtman. He was super cool. Um, you know, he just seems like a coach you'd want to play for. And I, I know a couple guys who played for him at Butler, um, and they love him. And obviously, Dockage, you know, and Andrew, yep. one of my buddies transferred to Ohio State. He made Andrew made me look good when he went to Ohio State <laughs> after me. It was like me going to Purdue was nothing. Um, but Dockage raves about him, you know, not just as a, as a coach, but as a person, too. So he's the real deal for sure. Yeah, I think he's top of my list of opposing coaches right now that are just like, oh, man, I fear when my team has to play that guy, especially like I think what he's done with this Ohio State team is probably other than what Jawan's done with this year's Michigan team, the most like overachieving team compared to where they were expected preseason. And I think it's hard for me to envision the trajectory of Ohio State's program going down or staying flat from here. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, EJ Liddell, I think, was a big recruit. But a lot of these guys were like Dwayne Washington was overlooked. Michigan took the Julius over him. Michigan State took Foster Lawyer over him. And here he is now, you know. So I, I yeah. fear what Chris Holtman does when he starts to get some of those higher level prospects in, in a couple of years. Yeah. I do want to say this real quick, though, because you, ta- you were talking about um, Jawan, Jawan Carter. He has to be coach of the year, at least right now. Like, I know people are talking Gonzaga and Baylor and like. No. But those teams like were expected to be that good. You know, right. Michigan was picked like what sixth or seventh in the Big Ten, and they're, I mean, what he's done is incredible. So yeah, it's 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 um, great, Juwan. And you know what? He's not just touching just like the coaching thing. He's doing everything else. I mean, the post locker room game videos, the running yeah. on the floor, helping the players up. I mean, everyone was just it's he's Juwan's putting on a performance for the ages right now. Yeah. Like, and everyone just loves Juwan. And mm-hmm. even you know me being a state fan, and I definitely was all about nitpicking at Juwan. Like, even I'm like, damn, it looks like kind of fun to play for that dude. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree, man. Yeah, I think I think it was CJ Baird. I saw a tweet from him, the the former Michigan player who drove down for the game. And you could see after the win, as soon as the buzzer sounded, Juwan was pointing up into the stands. And I was like, who is he possibly talking to? And CJ's like, I drove a couple hours for this game. And the first thing Juwan does after a rivalry win is point at me. Like yeah. it's just the family atmosphere. And it's honestly, I mean, I'm, I loved the John B line era, obviously, but I feel like that's a noticeable difference a little bit. Mm-hmm. It almost felt from the outside as a fan's perspective, like it was almost more of like a business type transaction from a coach to the players. Whereas this certainly feels more like a family atmosphere. Do you think that's a fair evaluation of that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and not, not like in any sort of like negative connotation. I just think too, it's, you know, Juwan's a little, he's younger. He's a little more hip, like coach, love coach, but he's old school. He's obviously really good at what he does. Um, but coach B like kept things really close too, man. Like, you know, he didn't really want a lot of like outsiders in, you know, in the program. So, um, and obviously like the whole social media is like Juwan kills it on that, you know, Twitter, Instagram. I, I was like, Juwan's on Twitter. Like, could you imagine Beeline on, or uh, Juwan's on Instagram? Could you imagine? Yeah, coach coach, coach Beeline probably wouldn't be on TikTok. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I, I would agree with you, man. That's definitely that's definitely a uh, a noticeable difference. But you know, to each their own. Yeah. So how how much have you watched some of the other top teams in basketball? We, you just mentioned Gonzaga and Baylor, but I I'm here waving the flag saying I think it's time to consider Michigan on the same tier as those two teams. And I think I don't know that I was comfortable saying that and fighting for that until today's win. But man, I it's hard for me to envision there being much of a gap between those two teams and where Michigan's at right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think Gonzaga and Baylor are really good teams, but like I was I was watching it yesterday and not to knock Gonzaga because they are legit and they popped some good teams early on, but like who, who did they play yesterday? I think it was San hey, Diego. San Diego could you just stinks. could you just imagine like in what conference they were like a thirty-five point favorite? Yeah, and like thirty-five points easily. in your comp. Oh, they were up fifty at one point. I was like, and I know they're like super, super good, but I think there's something to be said about a team like Michigan who's getting like challenged, you know, game in and game out. There's really like no days off in the Big Ten. Um, I mean, and their only loss is at Minnesota. Um, when Eli Brooks was out. So I definitely think they're for real. Like, I think they're a legit national championship contender. And it, it hurt, hurts me to say, but they are. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's just crazy the talent this team has. Like, we talked about even the game today. Uh, we talked about all these players, and we didn't even get to mention what Shondi Brown did coming off Love the line. Just elite energy, just dude. Like Greg said on previous episodes, he's just lost so much that he'll do like whatever to win a basketball game. And he's a really good player. And he changed that game for stretches for, you know, when he had those stretches on the floor. It's just like it's crazy. And then you got NBA level wings, I think, and Franz and and Livers, who I think should be getting more NBA buzz in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think he's a great defender, knockdown shooter with a great body like pause. But, you know, he's good to go. (laughs) No, I, I agree. I, I really like Liver's game. I think he's tough. And I'm glad you brought up Chani, man. Like, that that dude is an absolute dog. dog. Like, you could just tell he wants it more than everybody else out there. There was one possession. Shoot, I can't remember if it was first half or second half. But he got, like, three straight offensive rebounds. Yep. And just, like, I mean, he just looks like a grown-ass man out there. Like, he just I mean, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was that stretch in the second half. I mean, he was going over, like, five – literally, like, three guys. Going over Liddell, yeah. going over Key on Ohio State. Kicked it out for two more threes. Got the offensive rebound. Then ended up just laying it up. That's like, it, yeah. Wanted more. No, for sure. For sure. I love him, man. He's tough. Yeah. God, why is Michigan so good? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and, and State's down this year. This is going to oh, be a nice night. Like, you don't know what I've been going through, man. <laughs> Yo, what, what's the deal? Why, why do you think that is with State, man? I haven't been following them enough. Like, oh, oh well, uh, you, you, I mean, how much time you got? You've uh, come yeah. to the right place, Mike. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah. but we are one, we are one and zero post Foster. Stop Warrior. it! Stop so, it! You know that's that that is what it is. But I mean, it's just a uh, just to sum it up. It's just everything going wrong at one yeah. time. Uh, a lack of you know mistakes on the coaching staff are showing now. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a bad year through and through. Yeah. Uh, Greg, I don't know if you have anything else to say on it. I think that's, I mean, that that's just a it's just, it's just bad to answer that question. Really yeah. Bad. I'm I sure you'd have a lot more to say offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> there's just, there's some roster issues with Michigan State. First of all, like Spike, I want to give you personal credit because I think the only reason Tom Izzo ever gave Foster Lawyer a scholarship was because he thought he could be like you. 
and he's just not capable of that. So thank you for what you've done for, for the <laughs> Michigan, Michigan state rivalry. Your inputs are appreciated, but appreciate no, beyond that, I, they just have holes at a bunch of different positions and they haven't settled on a rotation. Like is those playing 13 guys a night and like their still, centers. Still, have- and it's, it's currently February 21st yeah. and we are still paying 10 guys and giving them each like five to eight to 10 minutes too. It's just like no continuity. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Dicey. Um, so looking into the stretch run, they've got, they've still got the Illinois matchup. They've still got Iowa this upcoming Thursday. Um, so still, still big games to be played. Michigan's got a two game lead. And whoa, depending, whoa, what about uh, them two games against some Spartan dogs at the end of the year? <laughs> skipping over those. I was trying to be kind to you. I didn't want to mention those right now. Although if I'm not going to lie. Uh, games, if we win those games, I will be on the next episode and I will be shameless. Like we just won the title. I'm I, I am terrified of a Tom Izzo situation where he has nothing to play for other than just spoiling Michigan season. Yeah. So I'm not even going to act like I'm overconfident about that game. But um, I guess the my point is going into this stretch, uh, Michigan's proven themselves, whether they end up winning the conference or not, like they, they're clearly a team <clears throat> that can make a run in March. Spike, I'm curious for you now as you watch this team, is there anything that jumps out to you that would either be like a bad matchup for this team come the tournament or like a weakness that would concern you as a fan? Yeah, so so one thing, and I, you guys were kind of mentioned earlier, and, and and not to not to knock uh, Mike Smith, but one one t- uh, thing, like one team that I think could give them problems, like in the NCAA tournament, because tournament's all about matchups, right? Um, is that they drew like a super long athletic team who maybe presses, gets up into your shit a little bit, um, just because like I think Mike's real solid, but like I don't know how great their depth is at, at the guard position, like in in handling the basketball. Now being able to play guard is one thing, but being able to like handle the basketball versus pressure. And like, can you get into offense? um, If a team's picking you up, you know, full court. Um, So that that's, and I don't know who that team would be. I was trying to think like, who could a team that they could run into that would give them issues. Um, That's something that kind of stood out, but like, I mean, Mike's been answering the bell. You know, Eli's solid. I think Eli's rock solid. Um, but if there's a team like that, maybe with some size athleticism, who's really going to get up into you and try to force some turnovers and push the tempo, I could see that maybe being a little bit of an issue for him. I'm trying to think who that team would be. Same. There might not be, dude. Yeah. This might be the year. Or, might be good. I, I want to say Houston, just because they get up in people's shit, but they don't really have the size. I mean, they have big yeah. guards. Like, their point guards are all, like, six – three and up like six, four, six, five bigger guards, but they have undersized bigs. And I, I don't know if they could really deal with Hunter Dickinson, even though their undersized bigs are some dogs, they just go yeah. for the offensive glass every time and play hard as shit, but they're not seven, two. So exactly. I don't know. If it's gonna, you know what? Maybe what are the odds of Michigan to win it all? Fuck it. Uh, not <laughs> as good as they were two months ago. when I told you, you should think about it. Yeah. But my pride won't let me do that. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even enjoy the money I win from that. So my, my greatest fear as a Michigan fan, and I want you guys both to tell me what your takes would be on this, are is that Jawan sometimes gets a little creative or a little crazy with the way he runs his rotations. And specifically in my mind, like tonight, I think it was a one-point game. We come out of the under-eight timeout. 
and he's got Brandon Johns and Austin Davis together as the front court. Um, I think Brandon Johns missed like a wide open three that he, he can certainly hit that shot, but he missed it. And then Austin Davis got beat off the dribble, gave up an and one. And then it was quick yank for the two of them. I feel like I'm a little concerned. Like I can picture a, a hypothetical loss against any team where like Hunter Dickinson ends up with 19 minutes that game and Austin Davis gets 16. And I know Carter's well familiar with, some NBA guys being benched in the front court. I literally, right when you started saying that point, I was like, this is somehow going to come back to me. But, <laughs> but is that, I mean, is that a fair concern you think, or do you trust the depth and, and the coaching staff on that spike? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll say this. I definitely, I trust Jawan, and there's a reason he's sitting in that head chair. I think he's done a phenomenal job. Um, so he, he definitely knows his shit and has, has done a really, really good job with this year's team. Um, but I, I like that. I like their depth. Now, if, if Hunter like gets in foul trouble or something like, like you're saying, and you know, those guys are having to play more minutes, like something like that, for sure. Like that, you know, but that's an uncontrollable. You just, you can't really, you know, f- foresee that. Um, I actually like the, I like Austin Davis, man. I think he's come a long way and, and I'm not saying he should be playing more than Hunter Dickinson, <laughs> but like, dude, he's come a long way, like from, you know, two, three years ago when he was there with coach Beeline. Um, so credit to him and his work ethic. And like, you could just tell, it looks like Jawan's like empowered him and given him some, like some confidence and really build him up. Cause he was making some moves even today, you know, like a little one, two shimmy left hand, you know, hook. I was like, who the hell is this kid? I was like, he's same kid missing layups two years ago. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. It's, so to your point, I mean, if, if something like that happens, you know, with Hunter being in foul trouble, obviously that'd be an issue, but I, I trust Jawan jo- fully. There's a reason I'm talking to you guys on here and he's, he's coaching the big games. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I, I trust Jawan to uplift his players and play them 12 minutes. And, you know, that's how he uplifts them because when, you know, Izzo uplifts his players, we play Josh Langford like 35 <laughs> minutes a game and then he shoots deep twos. And you no, know, that's like, I think we made a comparison before G like if we had to pick the son of, you know, the, of the teams Langford for sure is Tom's favorite player easily. And I think that Austin Davis might be Juwan's favorite player. Big country, big country. <laughs> the country was getting hold today, man. Yeah. If, if, luckily he's not a hothead. He was getting some tough calls on. Him. Yeah, he yeah. was. I thought it was a lot of tough calls that didn't go in Michigan's favor today. There was a lot of weird calls. Uh, the, I mean, it's that's just college. But the yeah. whole block charge thing is the worst. I literally want to blow a gasket every time I watch it in the college game. It's terrible. I'm with. There's just no consistency, man. There's none. It, no. There's none. And of course, because there's no consistency, it usually comes on calls that like affect games too. Yeah. Like, and that's the worst part about it. And then it's all about like. I would have been so mad if we had a high-level game today and those guys were going at it and it came down to the refs making a block charge call and it easily could have happened with how close the game was. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, Spike. So while we've got a couple more minutes with you, I do want to pivot into the the time machine back into your time at Michigan. And the first question off the top of my head that I have is if your national runner-up team Yeah, we took this on, team. You whooped this this team? team? Like, no questions asked? (laughs) Dude, come on. We had, like, seven NBA. We had, like, six first-rounders on that team, dude. I already knew knew where you were going with it because everybody (laughs) asked me. Every time I get on Twitter, someone sends me that. I'm like, no, I, I, but I do actually think that. I don't know if we – I'm not saying we'd whoop them. Um, 
because I don't want to get those guys pissed at me. Um, <laughs> hey, fucking fire them. Hey, Spike, yeah. Spike hey. podcast snippet, fires up team, leads in the national yeah. championship. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but I, I, man, we were just so talented. Like that group, we had, I mean, shoot, legit like six first rounders. Um, the only thing I will say is like, we were young and I, and I know they, they've got some young dudes, but like they're Michigan's big, they're strong, they're physical. Um, so, you know, I think, I think they would have given us some problems, but I, I think, I think we would have, we would have won just cause I mean, Trey was nasty. Like I just, <laughs> Trey's just, we're just not going to lose. We had Trey. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to look at it. That yeah. is bad, man. So, <laughs> so that, that first year you guys came in the fresh five quote unquote, I've yeah. heard, I've heard rumors and stories of practices or open gyms where it was the five freshmen against the guys that were coming back. Mm-hmm. Is that a true thing that actually happened? And how did that play out? Yeah, very true. Um, so it was like the first practice started because uh, we would do it a little bit in the summer, like open gym stuff. Um, but then whenever season like officially starts, what is it? October, November, like with the first real practice, um, you know, we go through the practices, doing all the stuff. And then one day we come in and coach B's like, Hey, every drill, every segment, whatever we're doing, you know, every live segment, it's going to be the five freshmen versus the other guys who have, you know, and we did like, like one-on-one drills, you know, zigzagging and finishes and we're competing here and there. And like Timmy and Glenn are going at it. Um, you know, it, it was crazy. Really like the freshmen, we were giving them the business in every position, except for me and Trey, like Trey was just giving me the business. And I was like, Hey, he's pretty good though, guys. I was like, I'm trying. I was like, he just, he's I don't really know what you expect from me. Yeah. Um, but we did, we, we, we like scrimmage for like 10, 15 minutes at the end, like the first practice and like we low key popped them. And we come into film the next day and coach B walks in and he like, he calls all five of us freshmen out and he's like, Hey, step outside real quick. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like what's this about to be about? So he takes us outside the film room. He goes back in and just reams these dudes for like five or 10 minutes. Like you guys got punked by a bunch of freshmen. They've never even played before. And dude, these dudes came out like so fired up for practice. It's the second day of practice. Like I'm a freshman. I'm like, coach, you got these dudes pissed off at us now. Like and we still we still hold our own, but they, they got us the second day. I will give them that. Um, but it was like an all out war, man. It was it was a lot of fun, though. Those practices were really, really competitive. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, and I think the vets on that team were nothing to laugh at either. Obviously, Trey and Tim. But if I'm remembering correctly, J-Mo was still there. He'd been a what three year starter by that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, Vogrich was a, was a sniper at the time who had had a lot mm-hmm. of big 10 minutes before that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. not, nothing but impressive from, from U five to come in and just whoop them from day one, but I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. And also because we have you here, Spike and me being the Michigan state guy, and we, we asked through this question too. So <laughs> the, was there an actual hate for Michigan state the time? Like you were at me, like, I know, obviously you didn't like us, but like, did you, was there an actual hate towards Michigan state? For sure. For sure. Okay. Because sure. yeah. at least Stu said no, didn't he, G? Stu, I feel like the hate started <laughs> with Stu's team. And okay. he like kind of hinted at that. But by the time like by the time Spike got there, you guys were a force to be reckoned with in the big ten. Mm-hmm. Which I think when Stu's early years were there, it was kind of like we'd just been getting beat by those guys so much. So I could see that. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was a huge, huge rivalry. I and in basketball, Michigan, Michigan State, 
in my opinion, is way is has always been way bigger than Michigan Ohio State. Um, but especially my first two years, um, my freshman year was with Trey and Timmy when we went to the national champ- championship. Sophomore year, um, Stauskas, Lever, all those dudes. Those two years, especially, like it was at an all time high um, because we were both we were both nasty, like top ten you know, top of the big 10, two top five, top 10 teams in the country. So those games were like hostile. I remember we went in there my freshman year. I think we might've been, I don't know if we were number one, but we were like definitely top five and it was game day. And man, they absolutely punked us. Like they embarrassed us, beat us by like 30. Um, and then that was the year we came back and, and Trey, Trey ripped, uh, what's his name? Ripped old boy from, <laughs> yeah. So those two, that's kind of how it was, man. Those two hated each other. Cause like, Keith just Keith like he he wanted to be Trey and he thought he was like on Trey's level and Trey was like you're not on my level dude and like those two would go at it and I was like these dudes are crazy stole his fucking lunch money at half court (laughs) I'll never forget that dude Trey did that to so many people I was just like in them long arms man (laughs) wait wait, was there one player at state that like just annoyed you or like didn't or like just kind of got under your skin because I think Stu said it was Draymond but it was like obviously Draymond's just talking so much shit. So obviously he's going to get under someone's skin. Yeah. Was there like one player on state during your time who kind of was like that? Appling drove me nuts. Um, I'll be honest, just because he was always talking. And like, I was like, I was like, dude, I'm like coming off the bench. I was like, I'm the sixth, seventh man. Like, why are you talking to me like that? You know, I was like, go talk to like the other guys, but he just chirped everyone. Um, so I'm trying to think anybody. In, oh, and then obviously Denzel. Just because, and he was not like nothing like that, just a bad, he was just so good. And he was there forever. I was like, would this dude please go? And he's like, because by his third or fourth year, he was just so good. And I was like, God, we got to see this dude again. Um, but Appling was for sure the worst. God, that was some uh, good, I'm just reminiscing right now and having a little thought memory bubble of the good times. Snap back, snap back to reality. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you gave Zell a call out because I I grew up in Lansing and he went to Sexton, which is a, a high school in Lansing. And him and Bryn Forbes and Anthony Clemens from Iowa mm. were the team that we had to run into in our district final every single year. So I've always been bitter bad. about that. Both this. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they, they yeah. took a ring off my finger, G. We, well, I won my junior <laughs> year, and then my senior year was Denzel, Clemens, Bryn, and then I think they had a center, Jalen Hayes. He went to Oakland. That team was really fucking good. Loaded our ass and stage. Yeah. <laughs> mm, tough times. Very tough. All right. Um, so last couple of things before we wrap, Spike. So I have <laughs> to ask about the infamous comeback against Kansas game so I mean Trey with the big moment obviously but I've still I mean I have that save it's the only thing saved in my DVR in my living room right now and I could probably name off the top of my head I could literally name off the top of my head all the plays that went into that comeback and there were tons of them but every time I go back and watch that I mean I I still find myself in disbelief that you guys were able to come back in such a short time span I think it was like 11 points with three or four minutes left on the clock yeah um so being someone that was in that game and experiencing that like what was the the mindset like and did you ever lose belief that that was going to turn into a victory i mean i'll be completely honest because i wasn't in and especially in the last three or four minutes i remember sitting there and i'll just i was like damn like we had a good season but like (laughs) hey we had a good run i was like we're down 12 like two two and a half minutes ago i was like we're probably done you know (laughs) like 
but and, and i like for me because i knew i wasn't going back into so i was like dang but then like and, and i'm i'm sure you're replaying the plays in your head right now you know because it was like it was trey got a 10 second call then it was like glenn had some crazy finish um there was like two or three plays in a row i was like okay hold on like it's 10 8 6 now i was like we actually like might have a chance here and obviously things had to go our way um you know the kid missing the free throw at the end was huge like we definitely had some some lucky bounces but i think it just speaks to like you know that group's resiliency and just sticking with it because we could have easily cashed it in you know uh, we had a hell of a season and like you know how it is teams just get to that point where it's just like that you you ain't winning this game but trey was like he was the uh you know the main guy with all that he was like no we ain't losing this game like like we are not going out like this and i was like we're probably gonna go out like this but i was like <laughs> if there's anybody who could do it it'd be trey and man like what he did in those last few minutes and then overtime was just crazy and i think remembering back i don't think he he obviously had clutch moments but i think he had attempted quite a few game winning or game tying shots mm-hmm. that just hadn't gone in i think there was one at arkansas that was like an in and out type shot ohio uh, state he had one at ohio yes. state go in and out for the win right mm-hmm. so i i mean that shot you had to feel good the ball's in his hands but that shit was still pretty deep when you watch it back. That shit was so <laughs> deep. Such, such a terrible shot and just, <laughs> just drilled it. Like, I remember I remember Stauskas, like, had a funny moment. Like, we did this Big Ten interview thing after, and he was like, I was watching it, and he goes, man, that is a terrible shot. And like, <laughs> it just goes straight in. But, dude, dude, he was due, man, because he did. He what? had some, you know, he had an unbelievable, unbelievable season, but he, he didn't have that moment yet. You know, and like that was that was his moment for that season. So um, obviously it came at, at the perfect time, too. Right. And I think the obviously there's a, a spot near and dear in my heart for that team uh, looking back on it. But the coolest part of that run from my fan perspective was that felt like so many different guys got their moments. Right. Like Trey mm-hmm. hit the big shot. Glenn had two huge plays to help that comeback. Stauskas in the game against Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in the title game and it's you that's having that moment. So what's, what's that like to be as hot as you were in the first half of that game? And I mean, was it, you've obviously been hot in games before, even going back to high school, like all hoopers can feel it when they're, you know, on a good night like that. But what was that like? It was, it was honest, man. It was crazy. Just like, you know, it's just surreal, honestly, like, cause everybody's, everybody's been in that. If you, if you hoop long enough, you've, you've had that like that moment where you've been in the zone where you shot like that and just felt like you couldn't miss, you know, but you just do it in like random games. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I just happened to do mine and like on the biggest game. So that's, it was just, it was just crazy. Like, but that's like what you dream about. Like, that's why you work so hard. You know, like I never envisioned like being able to get to that moment as a little kid, but to actually like do that, like that was, that was me like living out my dreams at its peak, man. Um, now, obviously, I, I wish we would have come out with with the win. That would have been a lot cooler. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a pretty special moment. Just very rewarding for, like, all, all the hard work and sacrifices you make as a basketball player. Yeah, well, that run was crazy, even as a State fan to watch. That shit was wild. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't cheering for Louisville, I promise. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, I thank you for the memories because shit, that's my favorite team ever. So um, th this has been awesome talking to you. I know you've, you've been doing some training stuff lately. I know I coach a high school team and I, I am a consumer of the training content that you put. I put a lot of my guys through the ball handling drills that you put together. Uh, so tell everybody real quick just about what you're up to with that and uh, where they can find you. Yeah, man. Awesome. I, I appreciate it. First off. Um, so yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing like full-time basketball training, um, both in person and online here in Northwest Indiana. Um, and I'll travel up to Ann Arbor, you know, once a week, once every other week. Um, but for my virtual stuff, um, just hit me up on my social medias, you know, Twitter, Instagram, reach out, DM me if you want to get in on the ball handling workouts or whatever. Um, and then I'm getting ready to like launch a website. I'm trying to build a training platform. So, you know, more news to come with that. And again, that'll be all out on my social media. So I'll, I'll kind of keep everybody in the loop there, but, but thank you for, for kind of shouting me out there, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, cool. no doubt. We gotta make, well, and, we're, and we'll, uh, we'll have Spike's socials all plugged in the, uh, in the info oh, perfect. of this episode too. So make sure to go ahead and follow my boy. Yeah. Appreciate you guys, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for being here, Spike. We appreciate you. Absolutely. You guys take care, man. Stay safe. You yep, too. Me too. See ya.